Today is Monday, August 26, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. everyone and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje and um, as we end the near the near the end of summer and families are going back to their normal pace of life and school is starting and people are getting back to the normal work schedules our lady gives us a message and it's very pointed about the direction that we're going and a friend of Medjugorje is going to speak to us tonight about this message and so as we begin this broadcast we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May we come before you on these days of history for eternity being made, that we'll look back on these times wondering. Did we do everything we should have done, or we regret not doing so, or wasting our time? Did we look forward to the 25th only to read the message and not incorporate it? Did we repent? We pray for the grace to comprehend the greatness of the gift that you came to us on this 25th and spoke to us. We are our people as the ancient Israelites who followed God out of the desert, followed God into the desert, received the Ten Commandments. She, the woman, you, come to us. Who are we? That the mother of our Savior comes to you, comes to me. Thank you, O oh dear Mother, for coming. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Another one in history, another 25th, another August 25th. A theme that Lady carries through from one August to the next in most cases. A semblance of the year before. In fact, we'll talk about that tonight. Sixteen years ago, I gave a message that immediately, not even thinking of the date, August 25th, I tied it to that message. So, Joan, we'll let you read this message and we'll discuss that in a moment. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 25th, 2013 monthly message to the world. Dear children, also today... The Most High is giving me the grace to be with you and to lead you towards conversion. Every day I am sowing and am calling you to conversion, that you may be prayer, peace, love, the grain that by dying 
will give birth a hundredfold. I do not desire for you, dear children, to have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to. Therefore, little children, again, with enthusiasm, say, I want to be a sign to others. Thank you for having responded to my call. We often hear those who oppose Medjugorje say, It's not approved. What does that mean? What are they saying when they say that? I feel disgusted when I hear that from Catholics who quote the church, say, well, even if it's approved, it doesn't require us to believe in it or to follow it. It only says it's worthy of belief, but not necessary for salvation. Then you don't understand the signs of the times. The church has been coming to come and has been visited by extra biblical manifestations in the past, alter the church. The church needs to revisit this, not to change its doctrine, but to strengthen it. That we're so sick and we pray for so long for God to send something to the earth to help heal the church and save it, that this is not just necessary for our salvation, it's absolute that we have to follow what our lady's saying. We think we can reject it. We can discount it. Well, it's not approved. Then why is Our Lady saying today that she does not desire for you, for me, to have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to do? Wow. It's not that I have to believe in it. It's not approved. The word repent is a big statement by Our Lady. An important statement that some people have criticized me in the past for putting things on the line with Medjugorje. You're going to hurt it, hurt it being approved. You're going to hurt this cause. Point Man God was the same way when I wrote to Cardinal Ratzinger. Cardinal Ratzinger made a ruling via Pope John Paul through the Cayenne Bishops, back to John Paul, back to Ratzinger, to my bishop. Now, I remember distinctly some Medjugorje people saying, you jeopardize Medjugorje because I wrote the letter saying we're a Medjugorje community and Our Lady in Medjugorje has said you must read these books. And they knew in the past the point man God had been condemned. What were these Medjugorje people? Atheists in their belief in Medjugorje. I believed in Medjugorje. I knew Our Lady's appearance. I have no doubt about that. They say I unnecessarily risk the future of Medjugorje. What came back? We got a good verdict from Ratzinger. Yes, you can read these books. And still today, people say they're condemned. I say this only because I want to lay it out real clear that these messages and our lady's apparitions are so critical that we follow them in what we do. The lady says, if you don't do it, you'll have to repent. And yet we've got people running around saying, well, it's just going to be, even if it's approved, just worthy of belief. You don't have to. You don't have to? you got photographers who have turned down taking pictures at abominable marriages and they're being sued. They were fined $7,000.
How come the church can't stop that? Because the church is weak, very weak. To the measure of its weaknesses, to the measure our lady's been here every day for 32 years. Think about that. We're sick. And therefore the church is sick. Because the church is sick, the world is sick. Nothing's going to change until we change. And that's why our lady says, you're going to have to repent for this. I'm telling you, my dear children, you don't realize what you're doing. You don't realize the danger you're in. In August, interesting enough, of 2008, Yvonne said this, Our Lady has not come to us to bring us fear. Our, been, Our Lady has been bringing hope. Hope in families. Hope in the church. Our Lady said, Dear children, if you are strong, the church will be strong. If you're weak, the church will be weak, too. You are the living church. That is why he says, Dear children, this world, this humanity has to be, has, has its future, but under one condition. Think about those words Ivan said, that our lady said. Dear children, this world, this humanity has its future, but under one condition. We don't have option three. We don't have QE3, easing of the economy. We've got one option, which is not even an option. But option means you get this way you can take, or you can take the way you're doing. In other words, Yvonne says, our lady says, there's one condition to have a future. One only, not two, not three. One condition. And you know what he says that condition is? The children in this world, this humanity, has its future, but under one condition. It has to go back to God. It has to go back to prayer. This world has to place God in the first place, and together with Him, we can walk Toward the future. What is Our Lady telling Yvonne? And Yvonne telling us, Our Lady said, There is no future on the path that the world is on. It's going to end. Our Lady is relayed very clearly through this statement of Yvonne's that the only people who, who will have a future will be those people who, under one condition, go back to God. It's an amazing statement. And you say, oh, well, I don't have to believe in Medjugorje. I don't have to follow it. Then I want to put the whole Medjugorje message on the line because she says you're going to have to repent for not doing it. Be you a priest? Be you the hierarchy? Be you us peasants down here on the street? I do not desire for you, dear children, to have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to. There's times that I know I'm going to have to repent. That I didn't want to do certain things. I've ran into the ambush many, many times. If you read They Fight the First Shot, you know there's a, there's a chapter in there, I think it's called, Which Way Do You Run When You're Ambushed? And after 
one time going into it, you get the taste of it. I've seen the visionaries not want to go there. Not to say anything. Even muted in some cases because it causes so much turmoil, so much controversy. I've heard people say Jesus was controversial. No, those around him who create the controversy to silence him was a controversy. And therefore those around him saw what happened to him, so they grew mute. This mission has ran into the ambush over and over and over. And after three, four, five times, after ten times, after twenty-five times, fifty times, and I'm not exaggerating, we've got the history. We've got the stories. It makes you not want to run into the ambush anymore. There's times I didn't want to. But when I see that resistance, something drives and something takes over and something comes on fire me. I have to go there because I know the devil doesn't want me to. A well-known nun in the Medjugorje world says she won't write but a little bit because she knows people make it bigger. That's their problem. And that was said to me as a slight, you write too much. Well, the more I write, the more I have ambushes. The more persecution. But you know what comes out of that? More lives are saved. More people are brought to God. More people are introduced to Medjugorje. I was just at a small convention in Florida. And there was a lot of police force or, or to do with the police force and sheriff's offices. People support that. And because so many ambushes we've been in with this mission, we're dealing with people that have nothing to do with the Virgin Mary. Know nothing about her. And there's people on the podium, known in that circle of law enforcement, that has standing up, holding the book, says, you have to read this book. And they're reading it. Several of them came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I've already got the book, but now after this and hearing this, I'm going back and read it. And that convention wasn't because we were there. We were there just having a table giving out more books. But we're penetrating in avenues of people sitting there saying, hey, I can buy this. I can accept this. I can accept this unbiblical or rather extra-biblical manifestation with all, one evangelical said. Did you hear what I said? He said, I can accept this extra-biblical manifestation in all while professing my faith is in Jesus Christ alone. I can accept this to enrich in that faith. Can you imagine an evangelical Protestant saying that? He says it better than even a church says it. And the verbiage the church says you can believe in approved apparitions because they're, 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 in other words, they're worthy of belief. So you can believe in them after they prove them. I mean, his words, as I must quote, is incredible. Don't limit God, he was referring to, 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 to things that didn't come, that was here with the early church. This happened to Catholics, this happened to evangelicals. These extra, extra biblical manifestations. While we have our faith in Jesus Christ alone, it enriches us. And you're going to limit God? He's speaking about the Virgin Mary. He was writing about they find the first shot. Don't give me this garbage, this cop-out, where the church doesn't approve it. Reject that statement. Come down on people like that very strongly. You're not talking about sinners. Treat them with mercy. Treat them with open arms. 
But I say be merciless, merciless with that mentality because it's pharisaical. There's no truth in it. In fact, it's a lie because they're using something to hide behind something else they don't. Maybe they don't want to fast. Maybe it convicts them. Maybe there's something in the message they don't like. Oh, there's been plenty in the message I didn't like. But I love Our Lady. And because I love Our Lady, I have to accept it. That's one reason Maria is still with me. She says, I know that you love Our Lady. I see that. And I do. And I always want to come back to that. She gives words today. It's incredible. Words about the Grand Way of Life. Every day I am sowing and I'm calling you to conversion that you may be prayer. She's saying maybe prayer that you may be prayer. Your life is a prayer. Peace, love, the grain that by dying will give birth a hundredfold. I love the basic basis of the message is agrarian. Growing food. The simple life. We should teach our children to love the ordinary life and to live that in an extraordinary way. Instead, we teach, and the culture shows, always be giving your children highs, thrills. They don't know how to deal with ordinary things. We don't want people to come here with our children from the outside and start exposing them to things that are extraordinary and peak fun. That's why we don't go Six Flags over Georgia, places like that. It teaches look for the next thrill. Our kids wake up with joy, spend the whole day at Caritas romping the grounds and throughout the building, and they even my office, everybody's office is going around, and sometimes it's difficult for us, but their, their joy, just seeing them, how they're always playing so active, just doing ordinary things. It's our mission. It's what we're called to do. Our Lady shows us that there's only one thing that keeps the world from falling out of grace with God. And that's the ordinary life. And the more you walk with the agrarian way of life or getting back toward that. And I'm, I'm, people say, what about cities? Cities used to be agrarian. They had animals there. Mezzogoria now, people there were looking disgusted if you have a pig. And a lady came to that village because she chose it because of their agrarian way of life. Their simple way of life. They got too complex and they're in trouble. Financially, everybody's borrowing money now. They built bigger and bigger pantheons or hotels. And because of that, many of them are struggling even to pay it. Some may lose what they're doing all these years because 2008 fall crash is now catching up with them. And the numbers are down going to Medjugorje. People financially can't afford it. They follow the world rather than maintaining where the mother of God appeared, what she told them to do. And so the, sim- the promised land there in Medjugorje, the simple life, is the life, is the way, is the truth. There ain't nothing special about the place where I was raised Just a picture show, a Dairy Queen, and Friday football games A 
river where we used to swim on carefree summer days and a water tower that we all climbed and proudly wrote our names i gave my heart to jesus there when i was just 13. i remember mama crying as the choir began to sing congregation stood up and the preacher shook my hand so many miles and years ago back in the promised land they're singing rock of ages in that church where mama goes standing on the promises and praying for the lost sheep of the fold how i got so far away i'll never understand from those streets of gold that i call home back in the promised land I've fallen angels walk the streets beneath the neon lights And there ain't no milk and honey flowing where I spend my nights The light that used to shine on me is gone without a trace And there's only one thing keeping me from falling out of grace they're singing rock of ages in that church where mama goes Standing on the promises and praying for the lost sheep of the fold How I got so far away I'll never understand From those streets of gold that I call home back in the promised land how i got so far away i'll never understand from those streets of gold that i call home back in the promised land You've always um, brought out the fact that Our Lady never exaggerates in her messages, that when she says something, it's always bigger than what she's saying in the words that she's speaking, unlike our conversations that are so often just filled with useless chatter, and that we exaggerate things when they are really very base and uh, have very little to offer. And so I'd like you to speak a little bit on, about the, the part of the message where Our Lady says, the grain that by dying will give birth a hundredfold. Uh, obviously, there are many, and all of us can say that we don't do things that we should do, in, as she says in the message, for whatever reason, if it's out of fear out of losing face with other people or whatever it might be. But if we 
simply just do out of obedience what God's saying, then what she's saying, that, that small death that we experience, that one grain, will produce a hundredfold. And, and I'd like you to, to speak a little bit from your own experience, but also from your experience as being um, a man of the land, of the dirt, uh, that you've seen this also in God's creation, what happens when you just plant that one little seed and how much fruit it, it bears. It ain't no little death. It's a big death. In fact, I pinned years ago when we were raising money to build the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages that to, to live Our Lady's Message today, it would be easier to die and be martyred than to do what we have to do every single day. So it's a dying to oneself, it's a dying to everything you walk in, every direction you've, you've chosen, some going to college for things, and you end up doing something else or seeing that you're not supposed to be doing that. And so Our Lady's way is a different way, and, and only, only through these deaths that dying throughout the day, all day, every day, for everything that you, every other seed you plant, that hundredfold, you've died a death for that. And it continues, because that's the process of conversion. Our Lady has told us that conversion is a process which lasts your, lasts your entire life. You'll be converted to the last breath. There's no let up. There's no rest. And so it is that we see Our Lady says things, and you were talking about Our Lady, if she exaggerates, there's many aspects of the message that a lady speaks to us. One was to Mariana where she said, even when I no longer appear, my eyes and heart will still be here. A lady's getting a new power upon the earth to act. But when these apparitions are over, these last apparitions on earth, she will leave something thirst never had before, something new. A presence of hers in a way that we can call upon her, recalling the message she also says, when you need me, you know, when she's speaking in an urgent way, when you need me, call me, I will come immediately. She's going to have that power, which is a beautiful thing. At the same time, those who doesn't do what they have sh should have done now are going to be in great lamentations. And 16 years ago, to the 25th, this 25th message, Our Lady said, you do not, this is, this is August 25th, 1997, now, you do not comprehend this grace. But soon will come a time when you will lament for these messages. I've always said that it's not about the messages. It's about having the ability while she's present to incorporate them into your life. To start producing fruit. To die to yourself as one seed to produce a hundredfold. All those years you could have did this for these last 16 years. I know where we're standing. I've said this before. I was standing in the hayfields. We brought, somebody brought the message to me. It's like when Kennedy was shot, you know where he was. I can picture that people were there. I can picture the equipment standing there. We're underneath the shade of the trees. We read this message. I was dumbstruck by this. Soon will come a time. That's 16 years ago. One day in the future, we'll be, de we'll be one day away from the apparition's ending. Our lady's not looking in the span of time. Okay, I've got 16 more years for sure that we know now because now we have the August 25th, 2013 message. But this message is tied to that message 16 years ago. Because she says, you're going to lament for the messages in 1997 and then 
August 25th message, 2013. You will repent for everything that you could have done, but you did not want to. Why? Because your life will end up in wreckage. You won't have the fullness of the future, like Yvonne said. You want a future? You got one condition. You got to get back to God. And not people want to do that, except maybe measured. They don't, want to, they don't want to see things. They don't want to see the truth. You know, I, you were speaking about a lady exaggerating. That she doesn't exaggerate what I've said years ago. That a lady doesn't exaggerate. We exaggerate. But we can't exaggerate on these messages. They're too all-encompassing, too big, too grand, too far, far-reaching. It's every subject from the politics, from death, from marriage, from economics. Somebody told me two, three years ago, it ain't going to happen. Wouldn't go over big with the Croatians. They don't borrow money. Three years later, they're in trouble now. We're putting a Croatian because they need it. We're ahead of the curve in what we see because we live our lady's life. We want to know it. She said, pray to comprehend the messages. She shows it. And so Yvonne says, and shows us through repeated, a repeated theme. You have to pray to see this. For years I've watched. I was there in Medjugorje when our lady was appearing in the rectory. The bishop ordered out of the rectory. And so the Franciscan said, okay, we'll give you the keys. And if you go to the choir loft and our lady just happens to appear to you, then what can we say about that? Well, they were using a loophole. That was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. They did it. The way to keep the apparitions at the church. But the bishop was doing the work of God. Remember our lady appeared on the mountain to begin with? And they asked her to go to the church and you know what did? She hesitated. Our lady is very decisive. She doesn't hesitate. There was a hesitation. And then she conceded. Okay, she'd go to the church. They were moved out of the church by the bishop's orders into the rectory. So I put it in, the, in Father Sofko's bedroom. From there, and I'm grateful for that because we have the cross that they appeared for for hundreds of apparitions in our bedroom now. And from there, the bishop orders it out of there, so that's when they give the keys to the, the visionaries. And what happens from there? The bishop realizes what's going on. He orders them out of the church. So it starts happening in the private chapels. But isn't it strange to you that the lady is giving a statement that she's up there on that mountain, that first mountain she didn't want to leave? The place of her apparitions? That she does what she did Friday night. This is a typical thing that happens. Yvonne says, Also tonight, Our Lady came to us very joyful and happy. The apparition was 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Those are the last, the longest apparitions we have. Very often, Our Lady comes with prayer, with the angels. Our Lady prayed in Aramaic. All these are extra apparition signs that are not normally with the apparitions with Maria or with Visca or Mariana II even though she does go to the mountain but see Our Lady's free she's out of the structure of those elements that would restrict her or we don't like this message or, or, or build the bureaucracy of the devil building that's why Jesus was always on the move he moved from one town to the next. Our Lady is out of the structure. She's outside. She's free. This is what she said Friday night. Dear children, also today I call you. Open your hearts to peace. 
Dear children, pray. Pray for the King of Peace to grant you peace. Open yourselves to Him. He is your King. Dear children, especially during this time, pray for peace in the world. Pray for my plans, which I desire to realize, or rather, which I desire to realize, plans of peace. I was told to close down the field. I was told that from the rectory. They didn't like what was going on there. They thought Mitchell was escaping somewhere. They wanted to centralize it, like communism, like a communist mentality from the, from the church authority there. We own it. It's here. Fist on the table. Tell me, this is a plan here. I, I thought, who am I? Am I supposed to close the field down after Maria's here in 1988? I went to the mountain at night. A prayer group meeting. I said, Mary, I don't know if you want me to do this, but I'm not going to work against what I'm the, the very thing I love, your apparitions here. But if you could just give me something in the message that would say to me and make it clear that what you did there at Caritas, what you did there in Birmingham, Stuart, now Caritas, Alabama, what you did there to show me the way, to encourage that I can be and, and go forward with enthusiasm. I said that in a message on the 25th today. Or yesterday. With enthusiasm, say, I want to be assigned to others. If you could just say something on the mountain that night. Somebody else was there. They knew the whole situation. They watched this. They were aghast at how I was being attacked right there in Medjugorje. And a lady said, after I was being told, the plan is here. I lay said in that message at night. I need you, for I have many plans, and I need you to help me realize them. Wow, I was stunned. My friend comes over here. We went together. I was praying off by myself. He says, "Wow, they spoke directly to you," because he knew what happened earlier that afternoon. Now he says on the mountain Friday night, "Pray for my plans, which I desire to realize. Plans of peace." She's got a plan for you. You don't need any permission from anybody to get that plan and implement it and do it. Don't confine Medjugorje to restrictions of those who would oppose it. Oh, it's not approved. Or it's only worthy of belief if, it, if it, it's only worthy of belief if they do approve it. Hey, this is going on now. We're out of time for this stuff. If an evangelical can explain that in a more beautiful way, don't limit God to extra-biblical manifestations that I, as an evangelical, am in awe of, and I won't discount because it enriches my faith while Jesus is my, my reason for my faith. we got Protestants doing that and Catholics won't. What's wrong with you? You need to repent. To have, repent for everything that you could have done, you should have done, and you didn't do it. You are liable. And I'll tell you, and I'll prophesy to you right now, from 16 years ago, now you do not comprehend this grace. Why? Because you don't want to. But soon, a time will come when you will lament for these messages. It's time to get real. It's time to understand what's going on in this Medjugorje world. And it's not a movement. It's something beyond that. Medjugorje is not a shrine, period, end of story. No more than Jerusalem is a shrine, it's a place of a visitation of God. And the woman of Revelations, 12 stars about her head, moon underneath her feet, clothed in the sun, as Evon saw her leave Friday night, clothed with the sun and with the 12 stars. 
and you think it's a shrine? Puny man, puny church authorities that want to measure proof, want to get in a loophole and say, let's just call it a shrine? You mindless, mindless people who yet have grasped their belief in what it should be in these apparitions. You're atheists, or you have at least atheistic aspects of these apparitions. I trust a lady. I know I can write a letter to the Vatican. I don't care. Say, hey, the Virgin Mary said the point man God could be read and put it online. Why? Because I believe the apparitions. Everybody that didn't believe it completely were scared that I could get it approved. She says, you endangered Medjugorje being disapproved. I'm going to get Medjugorje disapproved. Oh, they're saying that about my mission now. It didn't depend on me. No more than it depend on Judas. Truth is truth. So our lady finishing this message Friday night with Yvonne, pray for my plans which I desire to realize. Plans of peace. Pray to your children. Pray that peace may come to rule over the world. Why? Because August 25th, or rather August 2nd, 2011, I said, pride wants to come to rule and destroy. Pride wants to come and rule the world and to destroy it. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. That's a big message. Is our lady exaggerating? Come on. She's just saying that to incite us, to get us impelled, to get us enthusiasm or enthusiastic. She's saying that? No, she means that. She's revealing the news of hell. She's the API. She can peer into what the devil's doing and what his thinking and what his actions are and tell us, come to the earth and say, the devil wants to rule and he wants to destroy the world. Do you get it? That means there's a possibility for the world to be destroyed. That's not exaggerated. She means what she says. And then jump to February 2nd, 2012. She said, pride has come to world rule. Rather, at August 2nd, 2011, was saying... Evil wants to come. And then she says, February, a few months later, second, pride has come to rule. And she says here, Friday night, pray that peace may come to rule over the world. That's her plan. The devil has his plan to destroy it. She comes to preserve it. Why? Because the world would have destroyed itself had she not come. Evans told us that. Thank you also today for having said yes to my call. She ended twenty. <clears throat> that's Yvonne's Friday night message. She ended her message here on the twenty fifth, saying, "I want you to be the sign for others." Thank you for responding to my call. You're the sign, and don't go through life what you should have done. I fail it. I cut short on that. But when I get a message like that, it's a recall back. You need to do what you're supposed to do. After 27 years of being in battle, you can grow tired of that. But where would we go, Jesus? We've given up everything. Our life, our fortunes, everything. Where, where, where would we go? There's nowhere to go once you taste the messages, once you've been with Our Lady, once you know what you need to do. You're impelled and you're forced. You have to. You're driven by that. Or either a total rejection of it. And so this agrarian message is something of beauty. Something very beautiful. I think it's incredible that I've never seen this in the message, but Our Lady said, 
She's mentioned grain before, the wheat fields. I think that message mentions the grain in that message. But anyway, she said, every day I'm sowing and I am calling you the conversion that you may be may be prayer, peace, love, the grain that by dying, I never saw that rain only has one other letter in front of it, is, is G. Or rather, the word rain, grain has that one letter in front of it. And rain, how much rain is life? Our lady said, rain is always a blessing. Don't complain about it. When their villagers were complaining about rain. And it's so incredible how these words are clothed. Now, he says, you pray to comprehend the messages. As soon as I saw that word today that said grain, I meet looked at rain. One letter changes it. You think there's a time? We all need a good rain for our wheat fields to grow, for the grain to grow, to make the harvest. There's so many things connecting us to the soil, our fields. And when you become an agrarian way of life, you depend on God for that rain. You have to. And you're on your knees. If it's not rain, if it's irrigated, if it's your creeks, it's still the water, the value, the richness of it can mean life or death. George Washington was known for his honesty. We all know the story about when he was chopping down the cherry tree. He's like, I cannot tell a lie. We all know his, his, his truthfulness was impeccable. Even today, the revisionists can't attack him because the purity and his intentions were so strong and so clear. I think with this message, places like Mount Vernon is something worth a visit, a spiritual retreat. If you, were, if you live within visiting five, six hours, go there and do a day retreat there. This message today can help you with that. Why? Because when you go there, and I've been there, and I did a retreat, I was there, even though I was with my family, I was thinking, looking at those two biblical eyes. George Washington said, who was president, who, who they wanted to make king, who won incredible battles, who did incredible achievement of his life. You know what he said his greatest accomplishment was, that he was most proud of, was being a farmer? How can somebody, the father of our nation, have that kind of thought process? When you walk those grounds that there, you're, I was struck really by something that I learned there. I was awestruck by it. Because I was looking at it biblically, scripturally. Our church, our mother church, looked at everything. George Washington died asking to be buried at a certain place on Mount Vernon. And because he was not interned there, because he died suddenly, he was out riding his horse, overlooking his operations of what he was, felt was his greatest accomplishment in life. He got wet and cold, got sick. That afternoon he died, that quick. And his will was to be buried up on a hill back behind Mount Vernon, by, behind the house a little bit. But they had to bury him immediately, and it didn't, they didn't move him. They didn't move him for a year. They didn't move him for 10 years. They didn't move him for t 20 years. Finally, 25 years later, they move him. And I dug when I was there. I looked and read things that nobody else reads. I talked to some of the people there and questioned, well, if he was buried there and he was asked to be there, why would he stay here 25 years? They told me this story. I found some other things out about it. I went to where his grave was. I knelt down and said a whole rosary. We said an apparition rosary right there at George Washington's grave. A guy there sees me there who's been there his whole lifetime. 
And then he opens up and tells me some more stories about this. When they moved George Washington's casket, they opened it. 25 years later, you know what they saw? Something incredible. He was incorrupt. This man known for his honesty, no guile in him, was incorrupt. They said it looked like he had just died that day. I thought, wow. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Go to the Civil War battlefields and do a retreat with Our Lady and be taught about what these people did for our nation on both sides because they had the same God. We need a good rain, whether it be for the fields or whether it be for the farm or whether it be just a washing of our spirits at hollowed ground. We often stop at cemeteries when we're traveling to do our rosary at apparition time. We feel it's a sacred place to be. We're changing that now for a lot of reasons I want to go into. But we've lost sacredness. We've lost beauty. We no longer know how to find it. He is a farmer. That's what he likes to do. And so was his father and his granddad too. He looks out on these fields and all the work he's done. Curses his luck and the unrelenting sun. Then his wife comes to his side. And says, how long, honey, we've seen tougher times And all we need is a good rain And the troubles of this world will all wash away And we can start again from the heavens all we need is a good rain He got a notice ninety days past due Bankers used to be folks you could talk to. Now it's all profits. Can you pay on time? No room for dreaming above the bottom line. And she says, Come on back inside. tonight and all we need is a good rain and the troubles of this world will all wash away and we can start again with help from the heavens all we need 
Dark clouds hide the moon And he cries As God's tears hit the roof All we need Is a good rain And the troubles of this world Will all wash away And we can start again from the heavens all we need is a good, good rain. Maria Vachora wrote in her Five volumes of the poor man God, the life of Jesus as he walked the earth. The books that I says one must read them. The books that I wrote about to Ratzinger and got back through what I told earlier on the show. An approval to read them. The faithful could read these books. Just don't declare them supernatural, which that's fine with us. They still hadn't declared the apparition supernatural. We believe in that. But she wrote in there that when Mary is born, that the is- Israel had been in a, a drought, a long, long drought, parching drought. And the moment she was born, or as it was coming, Anne went in, felt labor pains, and she was born. And a terrific storm broke out, lightning, thunder, all the heavens. If you read the last verses of Revelation chapter 12, before the woman, the great woman appeared in the sky, you'll read in the chapter preceding that, before we numbered that, where John wrote that he saw the Ark of the Covenant. A great storm broke out. Who's the Ark of the Covenant? But the Virgin Mary who held her son in her womb, or who carried him, who could see by the Holy Spirit. It's an interesting verse to back out of chapter 12 and go back in the last verse of chapter 11 to see that. And so, point man God, Marie Valtorta, writes about this great storm that took place. And that storm that took place, of course, brought the rain. And don't think she's not coming now to wash out the whole world, to cleanse it. We're in drought. And she's bringing us back to this promised land. And we have everybody today putting down God. Everywhere we look, everything's bad. The watching of the news, everything that takes place makes people grieve over the future. They feel it dying. They know it. Now, they calls you a grain. One grain that will produce a hundredfold. One little seed from tomato, so small, and yet produced 50, 75, 100 tomatoes from that one vine. Each one contained hundreds of seeds in it. Do you think she speaks this way in such an agreeing way without a reason for that? There's a purpose to all these things. To let us turn away from the world, the news of the world, and to, in turn, turn toward God, as Yvonne said. Go back to God. That's the only condition that if you want a future, you can have one. I hear people putting God down Saying that when they look around 
All they see are the bad things heading their way. Well, I'll admit that watching the news can sure give a person a case of the blues. But it's all in where you look for him each day. Cause I see him in the seeds I grow. I hear him in the roosters crow. I feel him when my husband's hand is in mine. I taste him in the meals I make. I smell him in the bread I bake. When I look around, I don't have to wonder where he'll be. I see him in you. And I hope you see him in me. There was a time when, hard as I looked in the pews of the church or the words of the book, I couldn't find him. I didn't know where to start. But then one morning I realized. He's been right there in front of my eyes, but I couldn't see him until I looked with my heart. Now I see him in the seeds I grow. I hear him in the roosters crow. I feel him when my children's hands are in mine. I taste him in the meals I make. I smell him in the bread I bake. When I look around, I don't have to wonder where he'll be. I see him in you, and I hope you see him in me. He said, I want you to be a sign for others. And that's what the song just talked about. Where he'll be, I see him in you. And I hope you see him in me. This is the basis of our plans, is that you be the witness. You be the sign. And she calls us today, therefore, little children, again, with enthusiasm, say, I want to be a sign to others. We have to be constantly in conversion of this thought process and this renewal to repentance. And don't wait. Don't delay. Don't do what he says that once you know you could have, you should have, what you should have done, that you'll have to repent for everything you could. Well, actually, the words to have to repent for everything. She didn't say maybe. She says that you will have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to. Repent now. Every, every time you've, you've turned against a lady, every time you turn against a way, repentance brings back peace. And this message is full of about peace today. Yvonne's message is about peace. So, Our Lady wants you to see in others Jesus, but she wants you to be that. That sign for them of who Jesus really is. 
And of course, Yvonne said, the one condition is back to God, but he also says, you have to pray. How do you learn how to pray? We teach our kids here a way of life. We teach them this way of life because we want them to learn how to pray. To understand things. There's things our lady's shown us that we had to act on. Take our kids out of league sports. You might not even understand that because sports is your God and you can't comprehend that and you don't see it as your God. We're not against sports. We're for it. But not league sports. And I won't go that in, time, in detail on that. We don't have time for that. But if you learn how to pray, you'll see that. And you'll do what we did. My first step is taking my kids out of that. And you'll see, I thought it was a serve to give a kid a driver's license at 16. Or they begin to show us, make a life here on your own grounds. Where they're driving tractors at 5, 6, 10 years old. Heavy equipment. Our kids here, we don't allow them to get driver's license until 21. Because our lady showed us this. It's part of our life. It's how we live. Many kids right here down the road. There's a cross on the side of the road down here, probably three miles down the road. We're a 16-year-old kid driving home, looking at his cell phone, crashes right into a tree, and now that's his where he met God. He's gone. The youth really don't have the experience to be driving at 16. And we came to realize through the evolution of what I was showing us through the messages that what Our Lady is calling to. Get them through this dangerous period of their life and then get their driver's license when they're 21. You might think, how to do that? Well, we've got a full life here. And to betray that, not do that, and not act on those things, you say, well, I can't do that with my kid. Well, yeah, you can. You can build a way of life. You can build a community. You pattern your life. But you it's really a convenience. You don't have to go take them somewhere. You don't have to do this. But the whole system, the whole culture is messed up. Life is not out there. Life is in the local community. You have to start building. You have to strive toward that. Maybe you can't do that overnight. But we incorporate this into our life, and it's paid in beautiful fruit. I was just telling somebody about boyfriend, girlfriend, 14 years old. What do you have a boyfriend or girlfriend at 14 years old? This is absurd. Are they shown us this is not life? Are they told him to go into a prayer group, or rather join a prayer group in Medjugorje for three years, add another year, four years total, and don't change your state in life? In other words, we took that, we took our messages, we read and showed what she did, and showed us to take our 14 year olds at that point in their life, our youth here, that they consecrate themselves to Jesus' heart, Mary's heart, and they grow and build a relationship within to the 18. And it's at that point they can look at the future and think, what are they called to do? And that God find their spouse, be it Jesus, through religious vocation. Be it a wife or a husband. But how can they have a relationship with that spouse if they have a relationship, built a relationship with Jesus and Mary? Marriage is something also built. It doesn't just happen. You have to construct this, build this, formation it, correct it. A lot of times Forgiveness. And so our, our youth, 14 to 18, has this period of time where they build and they're, they're not allowed. We don't allow this stuff here. 
to allow your kids to have a relationship with a with with a boy, uh, another boy or another girl, is absurd. What are you doing that for? Don't even let them talk about it. You start training when they're seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Teach them we don't go there. And you know what? They're going to be more satisfied. They're going to be more happy. They're going to be more fulfilled. They're going to be more rich by doing that. Because if they got a relationship with Jesus and Mary, they got a relationship with anybody. Even a poor choice. Because if they make a bad choice and they got to live with it to death do his part, then they may be that spouse's savior. But we've got it all wrong. Our Lady manifested this real clear from the driver's license stuff to this. And you want to portray it? You want to do what Lady says, do not desire for you, dear children, I, rather, I do not desire for you, dear children, to have to repent for everything that you could have done, but you did not want to. You want to portray those things? When Lady shows it to you, we had no choice but to incorporate it. It's not man-made, man, not man-made, it's not discovered, it's not invented. She's showing us that the whole culture is built wrong. Pray for the parents, she said, of the world who give their children bad advice. Who lead them away from God. Who gives them things and privileges they do not deserve. That belong only to adults, only to married couples. We act like, like 14 years going to be married. Sick. Two years after that, you want to give them driver's license? Crazy. All right, he says, you built the whole world without God as if you're your own creator. And so these things teach you to learn how to pray because people make many mistakes. Many people don't live through it like this 16-year-old boy down the road. Or start relationships where they get in trouble at 14, 15, 16. Instead of getting mature and get past that age, 18. Many errors happen at that young age. When I was 16, that set of keys was a pair of wings. Daddy, pretty please, can I take her out tonight? I swear I won't get her over 55 With back in black racing through my veins Last thing I thought was that flipping this thing Don't get me killed I'm pretty sure my old man will And seeing his face when the record hauled my freedom away That's how I learned to pray it wasn't in a church with a chapter and a verse Some preacher made sure everybody heard Or just some words somebody taught me to say I was living like I wasn't long for the world Mama always said it'd take a special girl to get a hold of me But I never let one get close to me The man upstairs must have heard her prayer as I looked up, you were standing there waiting on me Like you were made for me And I knew right then and there I'd been saved And that's how I learned to pray It wasn't in a church with a chapter and a verse Some preacher made sure everybody heard 
just a few weeks here, we'll be celebrating a special feast, and it is a feast that throughout the course of the ages of Christianity have brought an exaltation of something that uh, seems something that uh, you would not necessarily celebrate, but we as Christians celebrate this, and that's the feast of the exaltation of the cross of Christ, that through the dying and through the death of Christ that bore fruit a hundredfold, and beyond throughout all ages of eternity for salvation, that this is a special feast that we celebrate where we'll be bringing in a special way this year ourselves, our families, and our nation before the cross of Christ here at Caritas, Alabama. And so we invite you to be with us on that day. It's Saturday, September 14th, 2013. And it will work out good that it's a weekend for you, and you can try to spend uh, the weekend with here, us with here, with the community of Caritas. But... We invite you to be with us that day as we bring in our hearts and repentance in a special way before the cross of Christ for our nation and for our future. And leaving you with our lady's words, I do not desire for you, dear children, to have to repent for everything that you could have done but did not want to. It takes strength to stand up to others. It takes strength to stand up to your children. It takes strength to stand up in those things and the errors in the culture that you know you have to. You can fail, but you need to repent. You got parents giving bad advice. 
Just like the song said, when I was 16, the set of keys was a pair of wings. We have a dead boy down the road. Because we, with that limit, and go with the rest of the culture is going, saying it's okay. He got his wings. Hopefully he made it to heaven. Is that what you want? You want your children to confine to bad choices for spouses because you aren't strong enough to preserve their 14 to 18 year period, saying, no, this period of your life is going to be consecrated. Not to a dating scene, have relationships, like you're engaged to somebody. But you're going to preserve yourself through prayer, purity of heart, purity of thought, to build a relationship with Jesus, with Our Lady. That's your fulfillment for a later relationship. Because if you can love them first, you can love anybody, even who those who are the hardest to love to the easiest to love. Our Lady's given us this. She's shown us a way of life. It's what we do here. It's what she's shown. So we give you these words of Our Lady that you can go on a hundredfold speaking about. But tonight, you're the grain that Our Lady wishes to propagate and to sow. We wish you, Our Lady, we love you. Good night. <laughs>